The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. While Jesus was speaking, a woman in the crowd called out and said to him, Blessed is the womb that carried you and the breasts at which you nursed. He replied, Rather, blessed are those who hear the word of God and observe it. The Gospel of the Lord. For those who love Our Lady, it is important to note that what we have just heard is one of the most important Marian passages in all of Scripture. And let's be honest, however, when we speak about Our Lady in Scripture, we never or next to never hear this passage cited. And yet it is the one place in all of Scripture, the one place in the Gospels, where we hear directly from Jesus about his mother. One would think then that this would be more well known. Chapter 11, the Gospel of Luke, verses 27 and 28. Two verses exceedingly, exceedingly important for truly understanding the greatness of Our Lady. This brief statement on the part of Jesus, this correction, which at first listen is surprising. Jesus is preaching in the synagogue, and the hearts of those who listen are moved. Among them is a woman whose heart is stirred so greatly, she cannot contain herself. And she is overwhelmed with the thought, not just of how good and marvelous Jesus is, but of how proud his family, how marvelous his mother must be to have produced a son so great as this. How lucky and fortunate, how blessed by heaven she must be that her son, is one as wonderful as this. And it's an understandable statement. And note how it begins then. The idea that if the sun is so marvelous, there must be something marvelous about the life of the woman who raised him. You know, and this is a, this is a truth we know that our actions redound on our families. The quality of my character, even though it is my character, sooner or later reflects back on my mother or my father. And we hear the statement in conversation, how disappointed his or her parents must be in what he or she has done. How proud your family, your parents must be of you. 
And so here is that connection rightly named that we know. We are not separable from our families. Yes, my decisions and my actions and my living are mine, but not exclusively slow. They belong also to my family, to my household, to my culture, to my church. And so it is that in this context, a woman stands up and she is so taken by the greatness of Christ. She is also struck by the fact that that one who is closest to him in human terms than anybody must be remarkably happy, remarkably grace-filled for having given birth to and raised one whose life is as fine and wonderful as this. And so she stands up and she says it. Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breast at which you nursed. Blessed is your mother. And so it is puzzling at first glance that Jesus basically says, oh, don't say that. Say something else. And here we trip up and we think, does Jesus not want us to praise his mother? Does Jesus want us to turn our eyes away from his mother with this statement? And that is not the case. It's an understandable first reaction, but it's simply not true. Jesus is the son of Mary, is he not? And is Jesus a good son or a bad son? You tell me. In fact, is he not just a good son, but the very best of all sons? Yes? Does a good son love his mother or not? Does a good son want his mother to be honored or doesn't he? He does, right? And the very best of all sons, would he not want the very best of honor for his mother? The minute we begin asking the question of who is Jesus really, notice how our answer changes. Notice how our understanding of this passage changes. Because Jesus is not just some guy who has an indifferent relationship with his family. He is the very best of all sons. Of, in fact, the very best of all mothers. Mary is not just another mother who loves her son. She is the very best of all mothers. And so, my friends, a question. Is the very best of all mothers deserving of the very best of all praise? And would the very best of all sons want that? Good. What Jesus is saying is, if you're going to praise my mother, get it right. Not, don't praise my mother. If you're going to name her greatness, 
than name her greatness. And there's something about Mary that, strange as it is to say, is greater than that her womb bore me and her breast nursed me. This greatness is the greatness that St. Augustine points to when he says, Mary conceived the word in her heart before she conceived him in her womb. And so now Jesus is saying, the greatness, if you want to praise my mother, she whose womb bore me and whose breast nursed me, don't stop there. Go further and go deeper. And say, blessed are they, blessed is she who hears the word of God and observes it. From the lips of Jesus, the greatness of our Blessed Lady is found here. And it is important then to unpack just what this is, to say that this is Our Lady's greatness. Think of your own lives. How many times have you been in church been to Mass, left, and before you got home could no longer remember what the gospel was. Yeah, I'm not asking for a show of hands. This isn't confession. Think of all those times you were in a conversation with somebody, and 15 minutes later you couldn't really recall what it was you were talking about. Think of how many times you made a promise and didn't keep it because you forgot it almost as soon as you made it. Think of how many times at prayer you're composing the grocery list or your list of jobs for the day. You have the rosary in the hand. On the one hand, you are trying to meditate on the mysteries, but the mind goes someplace else. Think of all those times in conversation with somebody you're so busy thinking about and composing that beautiful statement that you're going to have in reply that you missed what was being said to you in the first place. It happens, doesn't it? Our lives are distracted. And so we hear without retaining. We hear without truly responding or understanding. The word of God, in a sense, comes in one ear, has a cup of coffee, and goes out the other ear. And we basically think, thank you for the visit, but that's it. How many times in your own relationships have you had the frustration of feeling that you weren't being listened to? And you've wondered, how many times do I have to say this to you? And over and over again, we have that frustration. That sense of what's important to me doesn't matter to anybody else. And the minute I try to share it, no one wants to hear. And it makes you feel small, doesn't it? And unimportant. And insignificant. 
and in fact, unloved. The inability to listen produces the inability to love well. These are two realities that are inseparably connected. If I cannot really listen to you, I'm never going to really love you. I'll have some love, but it'll be as shallow and superficial as my attentiveness. Because to listen to you, I have to quiet myself down. And I have to lay aside what I'm thinking about so that I can hear and receive what you say to me. And if I'm responding, then I have to respond to you. Not to what I think you maybe might have said, but to you. See the difference? I have to give you time and space and attention. In other words, I have to set some of my life aside for you. That is what listening requires. Isn't that what love is? The opening up, the setting aside, the handing over of time and space and attention in my life for you. All of a sudden, what Jesus is saying here makes a lot more sense, doesn't it? Blessed is that one who hears, really hears. The Lord speaks. And what do we see time and time again in Scripture? You know, there's a reason the Bible is so long. God keeps speaking and we keep not listening. And yet, then there's that one, that one, when God speaks, she's already been listening. At the very beginning of St. Luke's Gospel, when Gabriel comes to Mary, what's really unusual about that story is St. Luke, who went out of his way just a few verses earlier to say Gabriel appeared to Zechariah in the temple. Zechariah saw the angel. St. Luke goes out of his way not to say that when Gabriel comes to Mary. All he says is the angel spoke and she heard. Mary is that one who is already listening when heaven speaks. This is who she is that one in the fullness of time who is listening for the word. And when the word speaks, she hears. And her hearing is the kind of hearing that wants to know and really understand because she wants to receive that word and respond to the word as it is, not to what she wants it to be. This is how Jesus Christ, the word of God made flesh, comes into the world. We began this reflection by asking who is Jesus and that he's the son of Mary, right? 
He's also the Word of God. And how does a Word come into the world? By listening, by being heard and received. She hears, she receives, she retains, she responds. Blessed are they who hear the Word of God and observe it. This is how Jesus came into the world in the first place. So Jesus is saying this. He's not saying, don't praise my mother. He's saying, understand how great her she really is. She's not merely the physical vessel by which I have come into the world. She's not merely the raw material from which I've formed my own body. She is that one whose hearing received me completely. And in receiving me, surrendered her life fully to my service. Blessed are they who hear the word of God and observe it. And notice Jesus speaks in the plural here. Because he's also pointing out that the true greatness of Our Lady, the deep foundational greatness of the Blessed Mother, is something that we can participate in. We can't carry Jesus in our wombs with me. That's biologically impossible. We are not going to nurse Jesus at our breast. But we can hear the word of God. Can't we? And in hearing, we can work on receiving and keeping and observing. Can't we? And so Jesus points out that the real greatness of a human life, fully alive, begins with the ability to listen and respond and retain. How absolutely and exquisitely beautiful is that? The Word of God comes to the world but he is pleased to come to the world through the listening of the Holy Virgin Mary. And it is from Mary that the word is perfectly communicated to you and to every single person who has ever had faith in Jesus Christ. The one Jesus Christ, the one eternal word of God, comes into the world through the one sacred listening of the one and only Virgin Mary. And note how exquisitely beautiful this is. How often have you received a word and forgotten it? How often have you received a word and only partially remembered it? Notice our Lord, who comes to us from Mary. Nothing is missing. Her hearing is complete. 
she receives him fully and passes him fully, perfectly, completely onto the world, onto you. Her hearing is not just deep. Her listening is not just intense. It's total. She opens up all of herself to all of him. And all of him makes his home in her. And keeping nothing for herself, holding nothing back, changing not one syllable of who he is, she communicates him perfectly to you that you might receive in no small measure the unedited, the unchanged, the unfiltered living word of Almighty God, Jesus Christ, great and powerful. Blessed are they who learn from Our Lady true greatness and who share that with her. And what a great gift and grace it is to ask from Our Lady that we might learn to listen as she does. In fact, you can practice it even as you come forward for Holy Communion. Because as you come and you stretch out your hand to receive the body of Christ, you are stretching out your hand to the living Word of Almighty God, the Word made flesh. And so as you hear those words, the body of Christ, hear the echo in your mind, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And how do I receive a word? Not simply by taking and eating, that is important, but by listening as I do so. And as you say your amen to that statement, the body of Christ, amen, say quietly within yourself those beautiful words of the Holy Virgin Mary. Let it be done with me according to your word. Blessed are they who hear the word of God and keep it. And what Jesus does in these two simple verses from the Gospel of St. Luke is he holds out the very greatness of Our Lady's faith as a greatness to which we likewise are called to share. What a marvelously beautiful thing that is. Amen.